This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Welcome to the Pants Cast, brought to you by Lululemon, a show about all things pants. My guest is Matt James, former NCAA player and Lululemon ABC pant enthusiast. Hi, great to be here. Matt, tell us all about those ABC pants. The comfort? They're like the pants I put on when I don't want to wear pants. Versatility? You could wear these pants to a wedding, but you could also wear these to a cookout. And what about style? They're like if casual and cool had a baby. Well, it's clear why you're an ABC enthusiast. Pleasure having you and your pants on the show. Thanks for having us. Find the shockingly comfortable ABC pants at lululemon.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Yes, guys, I'm sorry. Welcome to H Podcast Nation. This is your weekly football news show update, whatever you want to talk about it. Just the, the, the Rodri gig show is kind of on a bit of a hiatus as normal for the summer, although Rodri's going to pop in and out um, throughout the summer. We'll do some little live shows here and there. When, uh, then there's big news, big stories, whatever. But um, for today and uh, for the ongoing future, the Thursdays, we're just going to have a good old chit chat about the latest news and stories from the football you guys can ask some questions we'll uh you know talk about some stuff talk about the beautiful game uh just, just as usual please do subscribe to youtube.com slash ace podcast nation best way to support us is free um the other thing i was going to say is this show might after this week probably going to be like a youtube only thing um because as we stand at the moment, I only get paid by YouTube in terms of views. Um, so just while it's on a bit of a hiatus and stuff, I think I'm going to save a bit of outgoings myself so I don't have to multi-stream it to various platforms. So please do subscribe for free, youtube.com slash Nation. Click the bell for notifications. And then every time we go live or there's something going on, you'll get a notification about it and we can do it. And then, obviously, when Roger Giggs come, football comes back, or if we've got a particularly big show or a guest, I'll open up the multi-stream to Facebook and, and Twitter as well. But uh, get your questions in. Lots to discuss. The title is, you know, United, Qatar, take over close. Man City hijack Declan Rice deal. Will Arsenal ever learn? Because they clearly didn't learn from the Luis Suarez debacle previously. Um, and we're just going to talk about wherever, really. Uh, you know, Mbappe's for sale. Jude Bellingham's gone to Madrid. 
Joby Bellingham's gone to Sunderland. So Sunderland are going to have to retire his shirt as well. And uh, away we go. What shall we talk about first? There's so much to discuss. Um, for, I'll tell you what I'd like to discuss first. Um, is the great Gordon McQueen sadly passed away, age 70, former Scotland international, uh, ex-Manchester United, Leeds United defender, um, had suffered dementia in his later life. I'm not 100% sure whether it was linked to, to football, so I can I wouldn't want to speculate about that. But um, obviously that is kind of common thing from footballers of that era. Um, he also suffered uh, cancer larynx in 2000, sorry, cancer of the larynx in 2011 um he was diagnosed with di- dementia uh 2021 uh, his family at the time said that they wanted the footballers of today's generation to know the risks that may be persistent with uh, with persistent heading to the ball um which is a kind of uh an interesting topic actually which i'd like to discuss in a minute but uh, a statement from his family read it's with the heaviest of hearts that we announced the passing of Gordon, who died at home in the early hours of this morning, uh, leaving behind his wife, Yvonne, daughters, Haley and Anna, son, Eddie, and his beloved grandchildren, Rudy, Etta and Isla. Um, phenomenal names on those grandchildren, by the way. Got to really say. But um, Gordon McQueen was a, a proper footballer. And by all accounts, everyone I know who knew him personally said he's absolutely phenomenal person as well. Um, but a truly great footballer. Scored three times on the way to Leeds, run to the 1975 European Cup final. Unfortunately, he was suspended for the final defeat against Bayern Munich. Mm-hmm. He was in the Manchester United side that lost an FA Cup final in 1979. Um, played 77 times for St Mirren, 172 times in six years with Leeds, and 229 in seven with Manchester United. Uh, yeah, great, great man. A real football man. So condolences to his family, his friends, and uh, another another big loss for football. I gotta say, um, a great guy. And he did, I thought he did some really good punditry over the years as well. Um, certainly, when he was doing regular punditry, it was better than that shower of shite we get at the moment. Um, I really gotta say, but uh, yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal man. And uh, yeah, condolences to his family. Um, on that, on this kind of subject of of headed the ball repeatedly and stuff. I do think a lot of it was to do with the heavier balls and stuff like that. But I like, I've got, you know, three, three teenage boys, uh, the older one and the younger one, 18 and 14 have played football pretty much constantly since they were, you know, since they could walk really. And particularly the older one, not so much because he was a goalkeeper. He didn't do as much heading, but like the younger one who's 14, he is always bang up for a headache, quite often scores headers because he's there's other foot kids his age and not really interested in like attacking the ball and heading it and like you don't really think about it in terms of will you know will it cause long term damage you just you don't know like I did a lot of heading when I was younger people would say maybe that's why I'm the way I am I don't know but like I've had a few concussions over the years not many you know not compared to someone who you know just boxing or fighting and uh, a professional level and things like that but I've had a few for different reasons over the years um not sure like of the long-term effects of it. and unfortunately with concussions you just don't know the 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 damage of CTE until after people have died unfortunately so it's a, it's an interesting one but I, I I kind of not on board with 
the head like restricting headers for kids i don't know maybe like really really young kids you should restrict it but i think once you get to sort of nine ten and upwards you kind of you have to it's part of football i just that's where i stand on it unfortunately i, I know some people might disagree with that um let's have a look what the people in the comments are saying uh good evening 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 uh reese says mbappe one is interesting he said he will stay and play next season however they he won't extend his contract which runs out at the end of next year so planning on leaving for free psg are going to sell now because they're out of the control uh if no one comes in with an offer close enough they could lose out on millions yeah i think it's interesting i saw a lot of reports saying that if madrid want him it's 200 million but if someone else wants him it's 150 realistically let's be honest the only teams which can afford him would be madrid and manchester city as it stands manchester united probably could with a bit of something happening but they can't do anything at the moment because of the takeover however if qatar do win the takeover and the sale of manchester united and as people seem to think, whilst the, the people running the football clubs there will be separate entities, the, the the pile of cash which funds those clubs is essentially the same, rumoured, allegedly, whatever you want to say. So if that's the case, PSG, Manchester United City PSG, we'll give you £150 million for Mbappe. Uh, PSG say, yes, okay then. If it's coming from the same funds, FIFA come along and say, has that been paid? Oh, yeah, that's been paid with interest. Um, it's really interesting because then, like, Manchester United, for instance, they're a real conundrum at the moment because I see they've been linked with all sorts of players, right? If you just chuck Harry Kane in the team as it is, I think they're still miles off City and I think they'll still finish third or fourth. They don't sign Harry Kane, but they sign Diego Costa as a goalkeeper. They sign Kim Min-jae as a defender. They sign Mason Mount and Rabiot, and they sign Hoyland as a striker. So they add all those players, and they get rid of Maguire. They get rid of McTominay and Fred, and they get rid of Martial. Suddenly, I think they're really, really close to pushing on. But I think it's a lot of pressure on Hoyland as a young striker. But if, so say the club get those players, which Eric Ten Hag wants, and they back him, that's okay, that's fine. Those group of players, they fund it with sales, great. The squad is exponentially stronger. You've got some real good footballers there. Still a bit of an issue with the forwards. You could play Rashford through the middle. You've got Ganacho and Sancho and people like Anthony, whatever. But it's still a bit light. You need like an out-and-out striker. If Qatar come in, so if you sort of count those players that Ten Hag wants uh, as players they're going to fund from sales or freeze, and, and Turam has been linked today heavily as well, so say they get him as well. Like, Qatar are going to come in. They're going to want at least one big-name sign-in to announce the start of their era. Now, I would argue that the biggest sign-in that they can make the, the biggest signing in the world they can make is Mbappe. If they was to have funded the 
purchases of the players I mentioned, their squad's good. If you then added Mbappe to it, I think that's like an X factor in it, and it' a bit insane. I don't actually think it's the best the kind of player they need, and I think, and I mean, as a pure footballer, of course. He's up there, one of the best ever. Uh, not one of the best ever, but one of the best around in Europe now. Lightning quick. He is quality. Real, real quality. However, he comes with kind of a lot of baggage. Like, his wages are insane. I think he essentially has got, like, shares in PSG or some shit. Like, his contract's mental. Now, of course, he. I'm sure he's intelligent enough to understand he's not going to get that if he goes to Madrid or he's going to have to take a pay cut and stuff like that, if he goes to Madrid or United or whoever. But he's still going to be on mega money. He comes with all those kind of things. And I would argue that United are in the process of moving away from what they've done in recent years with your Ronaldos and your Di Marias and your Falcos and your all these different players. They've had the big names. And they're moving more towards like work ethic and team and technically good footballers. So it's, it's a bit of a weird one because... If someone offers you Mbappe and you can afford it, arguably in, in a weird, you know, backhandy way, are you going to turn him down? I don't I don't think any football club can turn him down if they can afford it because he's that good. But would he be disruptive to what they're building? It's interesting, isn't it? It's, uh, it's, uh, it's really interesting. Personally, I think he goes to Madrid, I think. He wants to go to Madrid. But he did say um, earlier this season that he'd like to play in the Premier League. And one thing you've got to say, can you imagine Manchester Derby next year, especially say United were to get those players that I mentioned, so their squad is suddenly a lot deeper and a lot more elite. I'm not saying this would be as deep and strong as Man City's, but it would be genuine quality footballers. Mbappe versus Haaland. Would that be up there in like the peak La Liga era of Messi versus Ronaldo? You guys tell me in the chat what you think about that. Would that be like almost like the same sort of hype and level? Mbappe versus Haaland, United versus City, Ten Hag versus Pep. Can he end the era? Like you can imagine all the the hype that the TV companies would put around it. Excuse me, it's hot. So you have to excuse me drinking. Um, I just think, yeah, you've got to, you've got to have. Um, if you can, if you have, if you can fund it, whoever you are, if you can fund it, and he wants to come, you, you take him. You got to just deal with the baggage. Neymar. Rumors that he's available for a like a two-year loan. PSG want rid. wants to play in the Premier League. I think he goes to Saudi personally, but like if he wants to play in the Premier League, would you take him? Like I'm stuck on Neymar because back in the day, like years ago, I used to think he was like the hair to to, to Messi, Ronaldo and, and co. But like Neymar, like again, so let's just use United as an example, but you could use Liverpool or Chelsea or whoever, but let's use United. If they got that group of players that I'm talking about, their squad's solid. And they bring in Neymar on a two-year loan. So you're not like tied to him. Would you? Do you think he would do 
a good, you know, could he be that X factor? I don't know. I think he goes to Saudi and I've kind of gone off him. I think, I don't think he's worth the hassle. I don't think he's worth, I don't think he is worth everything which comes with him. Whereas Mbappe, I think is worth the hype and everything which comes with him. Matthew Angel, welcome back, my friend. Uh, he says, sipping away on Prime, is it worth the money? Uh, my son bought me this, early Father's Day present. Um, this is the Tropical Punch, and it is extremely refreshing. Very nice. If they would like to sponsor me, yeah, you know what to do. But this one is particularly good. Um, I had a, the blue one is quite nice as well. Um, I wouldn't buy them, but my... My, my oldest son keeps buying them for me. Uh, Rob Boyle says, only place Neymar's going is Saudi. He spends too much time partying with his sister. Well, allegedly. Um, yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, Declan Rice, the £100 million player. Yeah, okay. Like, I had a bit of a ranty rant with Rodders the other week on Declan Rice because, to me, there's just no way in God's green earth that he's a £100 million player. Um, but... He is what he is if, if West Ham don't have to sell. He's a club captain. He's just won a European trophy. So if clubs want him, they've got to pay whatever West Ham want. Um, but I think the reports today is that Arsenal went in and made and West Ham were pretty much disgusted with what they just weren't happy with any part of the terms they offered. And uh, apparently it, it really rubbed up West Ham the wrong way. Uh, and Man City have kind of made a phone call and said, oh, you know, we take him. Will Arsenal ever learn? Because they, if you remember, they did the same thing with uh, Suarez years ago, didn't they? They bid like 40 million and a pound. It's just insulting. But you got to learn these lessons. Like, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, to me, I think any club, like to me, right, Declan Rice is not going to be the difference between Arsenal challenging for the league and going for the league. Like, I just don't see it. Like, is he a player which will make him stronger? Yeah, probably. Is he, is he good? You think he's better than Jacko, who's probably going to go? So I think, you know, that I can see it from that point of view. But do you really want to spend 100 million? If I'm spending 100 million pound on a player, I'm wanting it on a Harry Kane and he, I don't think he's a hundred million pound player, mind. But if I'm gonna spend a hundred million pound on a player, it needs to be an Osman, a Kane, Mbappe, these kind of players, these forwards who are gonna take you up a level, who are gonna bag you 20, 30 goals a season and improve everyone around them. Like Declan Rice, maybe he'll surprise everyone. I've, I think he's a solid player. I think he's, I think he's better than what people think he is in terms of. I think he's better than just a. You know, just like a holding midfielder, I think he's a bit more dynamic than that, and he's got some. You know, he he's capable of more going forward, but he's just not a hundred million pound player. And like, if I'm United or Arsenal or whoever, and I need a midfielder, and I go to West Ham and Declan Rice, I think you know he would be a good choice for both United or Arsenal. And they say hundred million pound, I say, oh no, I'm alright, thank you. I'll go and have a look at Mason Mount. I'll go and have a look at Casado's 70 to 80 million. I would take him before both Mount and uh, Rice because he can play. So, again, I'll just use United as an example, but Chelsea or, or, or Arsenal as well. You could um, Casado could play the holding role. He could play alongside Casemiro. He could play 
Digi's also the long-term replacement for Casemiro in a couple of years. He can also play as fullback. He can also play as a 10. Like, and he can all do all those roles exceptionally well. So I'd rather pay 80 million for him than Declan Rice. I just would. Um, Mason Mount, I think, if you can get him for 40 million, great sign-in, particularly in certain systems. So like for the system that Ten Hag played at Ajax, Mason Mount's perfect for 40 million, 35, 40 million year left on his contract. Hasn't had the greatest of seasons this year. 40, 35, 40 million, fine. 70, piss off. Absolute joke. Um, Reese says, personally, I think Arsenal need to strengthen the fullback role. Play Zinchenko in the middle, he'd be quality alongside Rice. Um, I thought um, one of the problems Arsenal had towards the end of the season is a couple of these players really went missing. Um, when they needed them most. And I don't know whether it was the pressure or what. It shouldn't be, particularly in Zinchenko's case, because he's been in a you know a title win inside with City. But he went missing at the end of the season. He wasn't good. Uh, same as Partey. People telling me that Partey uh, is bigger, better than Casemiro as a holding midfielder earlier in the season is comical. Absolutely comical. Partey went missing. Jacker was better than Party in the second half of the season. Uh, and like for so many years, Granit Xhaka was a liability with his disciplinary record and things like that and didn't really show the quality he had. He had a really good season, but he's going. Um, but I, I accept, I can see what you mean. But I think Arsenal, United, um, City, Liverpool, I don't know about Chelsea, but they're all going to play this kind of system where your fullbacks push up into midfield and you're leaving two defenders at the back and then against stronger teams you're holding midfielder drops in to make it a three and the fullbacks push into midfield anyway so you like Zinchenko is going to play fullback or line up as a fullback but he essentially plays in midfield anyway when they get the ball um, and you know United Luke Shaw and Juan Bissaka will push up and Juan Bissaka will tuck in to make an additional central midfielder and Luke Shaw will push up on the overlap and they it's it's all to get the numbers in you know to create an overload in midfield and tactically it's very clever um but you've got to have the right defenders so you look at Man City they've got Ruben Diaz John Stones pushes up into midfield and then they just leave Diaz uh Ake and and um Akanji but they play this two they play they got four center backs and they sometimes they play them all and then stones will just push up into midfield and they make it a free and they always creates an extra player um it's really really clever and i think um look arteta and arsenal absolutely bottled the title i don't care what anyone says to be top of the league for something like 93% of the season and not win it and behave in the way that they and their fans behaved up until the final third of the season. It is embarrassing. You've got to just, you've got to accept you bottled it and you've got to bring in the right players. The other thing is, I think everyone's assuming that Arsenal, because they finished second, are going to just automatically, you know, sign a couple of players and they'll push on again. What I think you have to accept is Chelsea will be better with Poch and Taj. They'll get rid of some players, so we've got a smaller squad. United, 
could be stronger depending on the sale it's a bit of a interesting one Liverpool have already signed McAllister they're going to push on and they're going to be back you'd think to certainly competing for the top four so I think assuming that Arsenal will just automatically compete for the title next year just if they sign one or two quality players isn't necessarily the case I think the only team and obviously I haven't even mentioned Newcastle there like you have to accept that this season, two or three teams who would normally be in the mix for top four were just off it, miles off it. It's going to be very, very interesting and in who gets the transfer window right. Out of all the different players I've seen linked to clubs, so you've got like Declan Rice um, and a couple of others linked to Arsenal, not 100% convinced with that. The players who United have been linked with, I've been impressed with, but I don't think they'll get them over the line because I think the sale is not allowing them to complete the final bit. And then someone else will come in. So you look at Kim and Jay, the absolute perfect defender for what they need. He'll probably take over from Varane as well. Absolute perfect, good price. But because of the sale, they've agreed everything. And now Bayern have come in. And there's, you know, if Bayern come knocking and they've got the money there and then, and why, you know? It's, uh, it's an interesting one. Harry Kane, United have pulled out with that deal, supposedly. I think that's going to go on all summer. It's um, Spurs, I think. It's just a mental one. I think it's a good choice of manager, but like, I don't really understand what they're gonna what they're gonna do from Harry Kane because I also think like with Harry Kane. He wants to go. They went back on their word when they told him he could go a few years ago to City and they kind of went back on their agreement. Now, if he wants to go, he's got one year of his contract and he is absolutely not going to sign a new contract. You kind of have to sell him. I just think it's pointless keeping him because if you keep... Let's remember, Harry Kane went on strike before. If you remember, he was not going to train in and stuff. Rodri had a bit of a... He unloaded on him a bit. Um, I remember clipping it. And it's... It's just one of those things, you know? Like, I don't I think the, you've got to weigh up the benefits. And, like, when you look at what all the other teams are going to do and could do, is it worth forcing Harry Kane to stay? Or, or pricing him out of a move to a Premier League club because you don't want to sell him to a rival, but he doesn't want to go abroad because his family has settled and he wants the Premier League. Uh, he wants the Premier League goals record. You can't get that if he goes to PSG or to Madrid. So it's it's a bit of a bit of a like poker face, isn't it? Like who's going to break first? Is Daniel Levy going to take the money from United or Chelsea or Madrid or whoever, or is Harry Kane going to force the issue? Because I don't think he signs another contract. And then you, like, if he goes free, I think Levy looks stupid because he could get, I think if, I think most clubs would be happy to pay 80 to 90 for him now. I think 100 million is a bit much for someone who's only got a year of their contract and 30. Um, And obviously Madrid now are going to turn their attention to Mbappe. I don't think, anyone who's ambitious 
and in their prime would go to Paris now. Paris is a shithole one. PSG is just not a very good league, shall we say. They're not doing well in the Champions League, but they do need to restock. They've lost Messi. Looks like they're going to lose Mbappe. Looks like they're trying to move Neymar. So they need people in. They have got a couple of really good young strikers who never get a look in because of who's in front of them. So it's kind of interesting. Um, Reese says, did you see Villa and monitoring Sancho? So Sancho's a bit of an interesting one to me. I think it's difficult to judge him because United haven't had a striker all season. And if you look at him when he played for Dortmund, he played off the right and he played with Haaland. And when he played with Haaland, an out-and-out striker, he was doing bits. Then he's come to United as a right winger. Then they've shunted him out to the left. He's done all right in small doses. Personally, I think he's got to play off the right. But you can't judge him until he's playing with an out-and-out striker, whether that's Hoyland or Kane or whoever. But Spurs also are interested in Harry Maguire. So you've got to try and include him in any deal, I would have thought. Sancho has been linked with a few clubs, Spurs. I don't know. Um, Reese says uh, PSG equals a big payday, win a league title, maybe a French Cup. It's probably the easiest league, less demanding on the body, and the French league isn't as physical as the Premier League. Yeah, but does a does a French league title mean? Does it mean anything in the grand scheme of things? Like. I think I could go in and manage PSG to a league title. So my wife just laughed at me. But I do. I think I could do it because it's it's essentially like the Scottish League, but worse. And Paris, as a city, is a shithole. And also, on the payday thing, I don't think Harry Kane's struggling to pay his mortgage on the wages as he's on now. You know? Like, how much money do you flipping need? Honestly. Fucking Paris. Bullshit. Not having Paris at all. Madrid? Yeah, I'll take that. Munich, lovely city. Ah, see, that's where I disagree with you, mate. Um, Reese says, only way he'd win a Premier League title is he goes to Manchester City. I disagree, mate. I think... um, I don't want to talk about United again, but I'll just say, right, in January, United... Um, we're up there with City and, and Liverpool, uh, City and Arsenal. And they had in that, in the like two week period after that, they had City at Old Trafford and they had Arsenal at the Etihad. They didn't, they didn't back the manager. If they should have brought in a, a striker in a midfield, they could have signed Marcus Turam and they could have signed whoever, a midfielder, right? And they signed Weghorst and Sabitzer on loan. Sabitzer's all right. Wegos, fucking one of the worst signings in history, right? But they didn't back him when they were in with a shout. And other, well, it wasn't just that because I don't think they're ready to win a league, but it was just the way it turned out that they were still within touch. And if you look at the form from then to the end of the season, it was it was all right. But if those if you they got a striker and who scored fifteen goals between then and the end of the season, they would have been up there. If they sign those players I mentioned earlier, they'll be in the conversation. I also think Pep Lee leaves at the end of the next season when his contract's up. 
I don't think he signs another contract. Um, but ultimately, Man City have got two world-class players in every position. Um, their reserve keeper is as good as any other keeper in the Premier League for the way football's played now. Um, but I do disagree that you have to go to Man City to win a Premier League title at the moment because I think there's a selection of clubs who are not far off. They just have to get the next two windows right. And I would include United in there because I think more so because I think the manager's very good. I think, I don't think Liverpool, I just think Liverpool have got too much to do to their squad. Arsenal, I think, are only the right signings away. Uh, Chelsea need to get rid of some players and then sign one or two pet players, uh, potch players. And I think they'll be in with a shout and they haven't got Europa League or European football to contend with, which means that they've literally just got to focus on on the on the the league. So I don't think it's a bygone. And also, you know, who knows what's going to BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Night racing is back at Richmond Raceway. This spring, top NASCAR drivers like Ryan Blaney, Chase Elliott, Bubba Wallace, Ross Chastain, and Virginia's own Denny Hamlin will battle under the bright lights. And this historic track also offers a rocking infield experience with unparalleled access to your favorite drivers and one of the best tailgate scenes around. For a weekend of friends, family, and amazing short track action, head to Richmond Raceway, March 29th through 31st. Get tickets now at richmondraceway.com. Every time he won a league, he just got better. Um, so, I am back. I'm back. I don't know what happened with the frozenness. Right. Let's have a look at some of these comments because uh, I don't know what happened there. Don't know what happened, but um, where was that question from Reese? I just saw a thing coming up saying question. Here's a question, side. Where does City turn when Pep does leave? No manager came close to him. So, I don't know if you all heard what I just said about City. Um, the other thing you've got to bear in mind is when I think Pep leaves when his contracts end, I think it's at the end of the next season. But also, the other thing to bear in mind is they've got 115 charges. So you just don't know what's going to happen with that. Like they might not even be in the Premier League in next 12, in 12 months' time if 
you know, the the FA grow some bowls. So there's a lot of stuff. Reese says, uh, here's a question for you. Uh, where does City turn when Pep does leave? No manager comes close to him. Yeah, it's it's tricky, man. Um, because a lot of the managers who looked like they were like the next sort of big things or whatever have kind of fallen off a little bit. Like you've got the guy from Bayern, Nagelsmann was doing quite well, and then he got sacked because um, he was having some sort of relationship with a journalist, I think is my understanding. It's it's tricky, man. It's tricky. Like, I don't know where to go. Let's return that way, see if that's better. Hey, diddle dee Right, you have to bear with me, guys. I'm afraid I've had to switch to my phone. Um, which is making reading the comments a bit more difficult right now. I have to go that way because I can't read the comments otherwise. Um, get your questions in. Who would I pick for the manager? The manager, the manager, the manager. Man down. Right. So I don't know where what you missed and what you didn't then because I kind of kept talking. So we'll have to go. Just have to guess, I suppose. Um, Who would I go? Who do I think would be? Luis Enrique maybe might be like a potential replacement for Pep. Um, if Potched as well at Chelsea, I suppose there's always an option because they'll probably sack him anyway. Um, right, here's a question for you then, for you guys. If you were Eric Ten Hag and you know in the way he played for Ajax and how he wants to play, who would you like? Who would you think would be the best goalkeeper in European football to for the United to sign? So you've got the likes of Diogo Costa, you've got Donnarumma, you've got um, Onana, you've got all these keepers who are just quality keepers who can play football. Like the thing with Onana is he knows Ten Hag, he knows came through the Barcelona Academy, so he's like an outfield player. Um, Donnarumma, Donnarumma is one of my favourite goalkeepers. Like It feels like he's been around for about 30 years because he started so young. Um, I don't even know how old he is now, and I can't Google because my screens of like, my actual computer is frozen. Uh, Matthew Angel, so good to see you back, mate. I'm so happy to see your face and name in the comments. Um, Harry Kane be better off playing for the England team at Soccer Aid. Uh, they can't even win that. They did raise £14 million, though. Um, Anyone go to the Wales game tomorrow? Matthew wants to know. Phil Neville's available after being sacked by Inter Miami. Can you imagine Phil Neville being Messi's manager? I think that would have been quality. Donna Rummer is still really young. He was playing for uh, Milan at like 16, 17, wasn't he? Um, I wonder how much he would cost as well. I like uh, Anana. The way Anana plays like is fascinating. I think that's him or uh, Diogo, Diogo Costa are the, the two who I would go for. Arteta to take over Manchester City. That is a shout, Lorna Evans, Reese's mum. Yeah, that's a good shout, that is. I think, um, I think that's probably where I would, at this moment in time, I think is probably the most likely because he's obviously had the Pep apprenticeship, so he would be quite seamless. Um, but will will Arteta drop into the championship or League One to play to manage the team? 
do I think Nani is going to Wrexham? Well, I heard uh, a rumour today that Nani is 100% going to Wrexham and he's not the only one. Um, and I tell you what, mate, judging by how he did in the soccer aid, he's only 35, 36. Um, keeps himself in shape. He's quite slight. Looks fit. So skillful, mate. He will decimate. He will embarrass some defenders in League Two. But after he's embarrassed them, they'll probably two for him, get sent off, and he won't play for the rest of the season. Like, those defenders down there, you know, it's not look league, league two, league one, and these they're not um, like years gone by where you know it's like almost like kick and run, isn't it? Like they put a lot of these teams play football, and like Wrexham play pretty good football, not quite the tactical masterclasses you see in like the Premier League and stuff, but they try and play football. Um, so yeah, Nani, I think, will probably end up at Wrexham, and this is the thing, right? It's like They've got money, Wrexham, and genuine money, and not just money of the owners. They're raising money. Like, they got... Who was the sponsor there? I can't Google it. God's sake. My computer's frozen. But they have they signed, like, a massive sponsorship before that. I know they had TikTok sponsoring them, but, like, because of their owners, they're, they're, they're getting these mad sponsorship deals. They got the documentary. United Airlines, that was it. Like, that's, missed. that's so mad, mate, for League Two side. But... It's exciting. It's exciting for Welsh football, I've got to say. Um, I'm looking to go down there, I think, this season at some point. Um, I might need a cameraman for that, if anyone's about. I've got some plans for this year. Um, so, seeing as there's a few uh, Cardiff and Middlesbury people in the chat, um, one of my like penciled-in plans for what I'd like to do with the channel over the next year or two, is I'm, I want to make um, a documentary on the goal that Campbell scored, um, basically saying, or basically like how it changed the trajectory of Cardiff City as a football club. Um, I want to like go and interview some players and stuff and who are in the squad. Um, and I got a few of them are coming down to the state, uh, for, to the studio anyway, but I want to like go out with my cameras and, and, and kind of film it and make a proper documentary and go and film some stuff by the stadium. What do you guys think? Do you think that you'd be interested in that? Like a sort of 30, 40 minute documentary? Let me know what you think. Let's see what goes on. Lorna Evans says, has uh, Ryan Reynolds got any friends who want to invest in Cardiff? Yeah, I mean, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Uh, Reese says, thing is, it is really good. It's good for Welsh football. Is it? Thing is, is it really good for Welsh football? Wrexham will buy the players rather than being forced to promote youth. If the club had this sort of money before, they would have promoted players like Davis from the academy to the first team. Yeah, but mate, in terms of Welsh football, it's better if Swansea, Wrexham, Cardiff, Newport as high as possible in the league pyramid so that they can attract more players. At the end of the day, like I discussed yesterday, um, with how um let me put this so like you got this new the new card of city manager right errol barut like has he got time to 
to bed in and bank on Isaac Davis, Ruben Corwell, etc. Or does he have to go with players he knows and trusts? Because at the end of the day, if he loses five games, loses ten games, he's done. He's gone. And all right, Wrexham might be slightly different. But make no mistake, Ryan Reynolds and the rest of them, they want to be in the Premier League in the next ten years. So there will be a point where if these managers are not doing it and they're bringing in these players, they'll sack the manager because they want to be there. They want to get there as quick as possible. Um, so then it's up to the youngsters to play because if you've got, I think even, you know, they will bring in some big names, some nannies, some Ben Fosters. You need that experience around people, players who've been there and done that and know how to win and win titles. You need that. Like I think Ben Foster made a huge difference to Wrexham last year. So if you think the year before they just missed out on promotion, you know, how much did Ben Foster's experience at the top level and winning things make a difference in that running? Like I, I wouldn't say he's the best goalkeeper in the world now at his age, but he's good enough for that level. And his experience in that dressing room, make no mistake, I think that made a massive difference. Massive difference. Um, and... Is another thing, yeah, like Rob says there, imagine some kid in the youth system um, from, like, North Wales or whatever gets a chance to train with the first team. He's training with Nanny, mate. Come on. Like I said with Ruben Corwell, if Ruben Corwell doesn't go out on loan for Cardiff or get sold and Cardiff sign Aaron Ramsey, well, imagine, like, what that's going to be like for a young player like Corwell, like, being the backup to Aaron Ramsey and, and, learn, and training with the Welsh captain every day, learning from someone who's played at the top, top level. I think there's a lot to be said for that. Um, Lorna says, well, uh, he won't be gone because he's mates with Dalman. Don't think that matters, ultimately. I think Cardiff are effectively the Ch Chelsea of the championship without the money. Um, they'll just keep sacking managers till one, one succeeds, unfortunately. They've never got a plan. Um, Matthew says having players like that in the squad is only going to help the youngsters um, in and around the environment I believe so what do you guys think of what I just said about Ben Foster and the difference like do you think not saying he was the difference between them just missing out and then just going up but did, did you think his experience in the dressing room and on the pitch helped them get over the, over the final hurdle this year or this time round it's interesting. Um, Lorna says, look at what Dave Jones did with us. Loans and free signings and look what he achieved. Buying uh, buy in, in the best is okay, but the bond. Yeah, and I think ultimately team spirit is as important as quality. So like if you bring in a Wrexham, for instance, say you bring in like a, a nanny or someone, right? If he comes in and gives it the big I am, then I think that's a problem and it can be disruptive. If he comes in and he buys into it the same way Ben Foster's bought into it to the point where he signed another year, so he's got he's doing two years uh, after he retired, like if those experienced players buy into it, I think that is so vital to, to progress in the football team. But you know, you could, that's where the managers and the owners have to You've got to make the right choices about the players, not just as footballers, but personalities. Um, on that, like, um, so my youngest boys' football team, um, they had a few issues a couple of years back. And um, 
they had like a really bad season. They finished like in the bottom three or whatever. They've just got promoted last year. Um, and unfortunately, like halfway through the season, uh, I was like, I should have filmed these games and I should have made like a little mini documentary to give them at the end of the season because it would have been so amazing to see the journey of going from a season where they were getting beaten every week to then getting promoted. And now they're really gearing up for a hoping to try and push for promotion again next year. Um, so another one of my ideas is I'm gonna I'm gonna be starting a little a separate YouTube channel following uh, my boys' team, um, like some highlights each week, some interviews with the players and the managers and stuff. Um, it's gonna be cool, really. It's gonna you know it's, I'm not expecting it to go anywhere. It's like it's for the boys. To, so they've got like memories and a bit of fun for them but um i've got a few little things i've got to sort out before i can do it because they're under 16 so i've got to get some waivers signed and make sure the parents are all happy for it but if all that goes to plan i'd appreciate it if you guys would all follow that channel give it a little subscribe um just a reminder as well for anyone who may be missed at the start of the show this the weekly football news is gonna be on a Thursday, it's going to be YouTube only. Um, it's going to be free. And, you know, as everything, just go to the channel, make sure you subscribe, click the bell for notifications. It's just basically because YouTube pay me for views, not really much pennies, in fact. But Facebook doesn't, Twitter doesn't. Um, so I need to try and streamline everything through because I have to pay to stream it to multiple platforms. So it kind of lose money. Um, but when there's like a big show with a guest or it's Rodri's back for these little, when things happen, we will stream to Facebook as well. But please do follow me to YouTube on a Thursday. Wednesday is the Cardiff City Show, Stroke Championship. Um, yeah, we're going to be pretty regular with the old live streams and stuff. Uh, if you've got any questions and um, stuff like that. Uh, Reese says, have you got any update on what happened regarding the EFL and the YouTube? Yeah, basically, um, even though they've been up for best part of three years, the EFL decided to copyright claim the audio for the Andy Campbell goal, which I've got in the intro. So I've had to remove it from all the intros for about like a hundred shows, um, which was fun. Um, doo -doo 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 -doo. Guys, please do sign up for patreon.com. There's a few of those like cheap, um, the half price slots, limited amount there. So you instead of paying for the five pound slot there's cheaper slot anyway but instead of paying for the five pound slot you get it like half price or whatever because that is what keeps the channel going you can also i think i don't know if it's set up yet but you can also do like free trials and stuff um but that's keeping the channel going um for those of you who like the show with barry that's going to be coming back very very soon um can you still hear me because my son just tried to phone me and um i don't see Sometimes that kills the audio. Um, hopefully you can still hear me. But if you can sign up to Patreon, guys, it's like two quid a month or something. Really would appreciate it. Like I can't tell you how big a difference that makes to the channel. Really helps us out in terms of like just keeping going. And then also putting all these plans into action. Um, you'll see some familiar faces on the channel coming up over the next couple of uh, like over the summer and stuff, some familiar faces coming back to talk football. You'll see some new faces from a couple of different fan channels and fan podcasts and stuff. Um, we've got some some current players coming on, 
couple of ex-players just to you know kind of catch up and stuff um just to keep us ticking over over the summer um rodri will be dipping in and out we'll be also be doing like some breaking news streams you know short 20 minutes Aaron Ramsey signed for Cardiff, Man United being sold, whatever it may be. Um, Rob Boyle says, if you're not going to the Welsh game tomorrow, come to Fleur Rugby Club and support your local club, 7pm, up the floor. Um, anyone going to see Ross McCormack and Under the Caution live on Sunday? How dare you mention other podcasts, Reese's mum, disgraceful. Um, yeah, I'm still gutted that... Um, we were getting ready to gear up for our live shows, and then AC took the bloody Middlesbrough job. Who knows what the future holds, I guess. But, um, no, nah, look, it's, uh, it was an amazing opportunity for him, and it was the literally the only job he would have taken within football, which was the um, the Middlesbrough ladies' job. He wasn't interested in getting back into football. It was just that ladies' job, which was him. Um But yeah, keep an eye on, keep an eye out for the different, keep an eye out for all the different, um, different streams and stuff because we are going to be, um, very regular. There's going to be con, like I said to you, be saying recently, the plan is to drop every day a 10 or eight to 15 minute video on a football subject similar to that one that I did the other week where it was five free transfers that Cardiff City should sign to improve their squad. That sort of content um, in the daytime, like sort of morning time and then in the evening do some sort of live stream, whether it's breaking news, transfer news, transfer rumours, just a general chit chat, a guest, whatever it may be, and almost every day. Uh, Saturday will be my stories dropping. This week we've got Welsh rapper T Rev dropping, um, and there is a oh, it's a wild one. Um, he's he's a lovely guy, but um, unfortunately he's a jack, which is unfortunate. But I think he must have some Cardiff in him because he's so sound. Um, but he's been through a lot over the last couple of years and. It was such an emotional show. We talked about like the grief because he recently lost his best friend, um, addiction. He's got schizophrenia, but he's also one of the most talented rappers I've ever heard. Like he is like a Welsh Eminem, so raw and talented and emotional. Had some absolute bangers. Um, talked about like imposter syndrome. So like when things go well for him, he wants to delete his songs. And yeah, it was. A, it's a really like an interesting conversation, interesting chat, very emotional. Um, got another one with some boxers, two boxers coming up. One of them is like a quite a big name who's just signed a big deal with um, Eddie Hearn. So I kind of timed that podcast nicely. Um, working on getting a football ex-Welsh international down for one. Um, thanks to Donna Perry, who's trying to help me with that. Hopefully that one comes off. Um, and like I said, a few familiar faces coming soon as well. Um, so keep it locked. Subscribe to Ace Podcast Nation on YouTube. Um, remember now, all you Facebookers, next Thursday, 8 o'clock, YouTube. Join us. Don't forget. Um, Lorna says we'd love to do a live version of the show. We will do a live show at this point of this, like Ace Podcast Nation and Friends or similar. 
and like we pretty much had it all mapped out we were just about to start looking at venues and stuff obviously you know the kind you know the people who are going to be there andy rodriguez whoever a few other little surprises um even had like a band and and yeah it's just going but also like um on a very slightly note um me and rodri have got a plan for a an online series kind of very soccer soccer am-esque kind of thing we've got the media company to film it we've got me and him to present it we've got the guests from football uh boxing mma two bands to do to film the pilot um we've had it all priced up so we are just looking for sponsorship we're trying to get um certain irish bookmaker to get involved it's exciting times but as with anything it's uh it's getting that lucky break with 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 funding and stuff like that so if you can please do sign up to patreon.com slash podcast nation because uh your two pound helps tremendously um as always guys you're the best loves you takes it easy jobless now i've got to work out to end the stream on my phone so bear with me we'll keep talking and we'll pretend that we know what we're doing shout out to sports social podcast network as ever for uh for the audio side of things and and distributing the audio podcast because the audio podcasts do really well um got a few sponsors coming um soon as well but they're kind of american based unfortunately which is a bit frustrating um my computer looks like it's broke brothers the messages i'm getting in front of me ah dear right take care god bless see you later be good don't let the media ruin you stay off your phones except for when you're watching ace podcast nation look after your loved ones Podcast Network.